Carlos, how are you? Welcome. Hi, Melanie. How are you? Hi, it's Melanie and Melanie. I love this. I know. And so uh, we know each other through our dear friend, Blair. Blair from Miltonia is how he liked to be known because he was, you know, he was always in Miltonia and uh, he's not, no longer with us, but he's with us in spirit. And so and how do you know, Blair? Wherever you are, you hear this. That's it. He can hear us. He brought us together, but we're both in the wine business. Yes. Tell me about your experience. So, I mean, the long, long story short is that, you know, uh, my dad's family is Italian. So wine was always something that I was normalized with, you know, growing up, you know, like to give it to the kids at the holidays and things like that. And like, you know, as you got older, the water proportion to wine got smaller and smaller kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was never really good wine. It was just garbage wine because, you know, my, my grandparents didn't know any better. Um, Were they making it here? No, you know, it's no, they didn't make it here. The the funny thing is, is that my the other half of my family's Ukrainian and the Ukrainian side of the family had a grape arbor. And I think there was an attempt once or twice there. So mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and the Ukrainian side of the family also played bocce more than the Italian side did. So I don't know what was going on there. Um, so it was always like one of those things that I was aware of and you know, it was a regular kind of thing. And then in college, I was never one of those beer kids. You know, right. you had your friend with a fake ID and you'd, you'd give them like 20 bucks and be like, get me a bottle of wine. And it would just get everybody mad because right. be like, I, well, what wine do you want? I'm like, I don't know, just get me something. Cause I didn't know any better. Um, so uh, fast forward through a couple of like years and suddenly, I don't know how it happened, but I was at this one job, corporate job um, at a financial company where somehow I got this reputation for knowing about wine. I don't remember how it happened. Um, and I can't say that I knew about it in any structured kind of way. Um, mm -hmm. And the company would have this, they had this professional development program where if you knew something, you could teach it. And so they asked me, do you want to teach this wine class? And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Having no idea what the heck I was doing. And, um, you know, I, I had no idea how to run wine tasting. And so, you know, had everybody like kick in for some wine, I ended up buying like 12 different kinds of wine. And I was like scribbling, like I had a theme you know, and I like scribbled everything on note cards. Cause I was just like, this, I felt like I was just this far along, you know, like half a step ahead. Um, everybody got really drunk. Um, and the, the class, which was supposed to be two hours ended up being four hours. Cause nobody was good enough to drive home yet. Right. And then um, I thought I was gonna be in trouble with HR and they were like, no, we liked it to do it again. And I ended up doing it a couple more times. And all, you know, again, got better about, you know, the wine, number of wines to people proportions. Right. And um, then when I left that job, I'm like, you know, I'm going to learn how to do this in a really structured way. You know, you know, maybe there's a thing uh, or future or path or something. And I fell into the WSET classes uh, right. with our friend Adam Chase um, mm -hmm. and yeah, I took, I think, level two and I aced that. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm going to take level three. And so I 
took that and I was like, okay, what else can I do? And I just started like amassing all of these credentials because mm -hmm. I'm a Capricorn and that's how we're motivated. Yeah, and somehow, you know, through the power of social media, I just got connected with all these like different other like wine people and you meet the people at the tastings, you get on these mailing lists and all this other stuff. So you go into industry tastings and I ended up uh, knowing somebody in the early days of city wine tours in Boston. So this is, I don't know, like 2010, I, I think. I applied to work for them at one stage, but it never worked out for me. But and, you guys, know, so, they were really nice people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wes is great. And you know, everybody there was great. Um, Joanne Ross uh, was there early on and Roz. Um, and uh, so I just started doing that. And that was like my weekend side hustle right. you know my hobby that became like a like a side business and then um that led to me you know and i went back, i was still in the corporate world but then i ended up like doing a being a partner in a startup that sold wine online it was more right. like an api pass-through thing that worked with distributors what was it called it was called likely l-i-k-e-l-i-i -I. right um, and that so i was working with you know you know these really brilliant women with you know mit you know sloan mbas and you know mit engineering masters and bachelors and things like that that who were wine enthusiasts they just didn't know how to talk about wine so i became their content director and you know we were working our, our target audience was like suburban moms because you know they've got Tech, you know technically disposable income and they need the well, wine women so, purchase 60 to 80 percent of the alcohol particularly wine that goes for the house but they're at least educated for men men have more education yeah um, yeah yeah so 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 we did that um you know so we i did that for about maybe three years you know because we were just trying to get some um you know traction and the problem was like you know being a woman-led firm the venture capitalists were not into it they thought that you know the the CEO was basically the CEO's assistant. And this was a brilliant woman who spoke like nine or 10 languages. And again, all these MIT degrees. So it was kind of sad when it shut down, but kind of inevitable. And I think, you know, had it, had we done it maybe a couple years later, you know, might've worked out, but it was a lot of fun while it lasted. And I got to blog about things. And I think that I, um, we, we syndicated content to other mommy blog kind of places. And I did a wine, guide to the first 50 shades of gray book which i think got something ridiculous like 60,000 hits or something like that oh, nice. <laughs> this is the most viral thing i've ever written um then after that i did um you know it's funny for working in the wine industry i've never actually worked in retail i worked for a distributor for a hot minute um and then i was that led to me being on um i'm here in boston and the Massachusetts, there was a working committee maybe five or six years ago to redo the industry laws. And I was the token like wine representative because everybody on my working committee was mostly from big beer, little beer kind of thing. Um, Total Wine would fly somebody in every week for these meetings and things like that. So that was kind of interesting too. And then, um, you know, I was at City Wine Tours until the pandemic. Right. Uh, now I'm just kind of focusing on like individual like consulting projects and writing um, and I'm 
thinking about putting together a tarot deck on wine. So. <laughs> it's funny. I was just in Sicily in July and there was, there's a particular uh, Sicilian producer that actually has tarot cards on the labels. I'll find out what it is and send it. Ooh, okay. I found one of the bottles and it happened to be a dessert wine, so it wasn't enjoyable for us. But um, but I will find out more when I go back. I'm going back okay. tomorrow. Um, and so, you know, did you work for a distributor or no? I worked, I actually, well, they were an importer distributor, I guess. Or, yeah. Who was it? Huh? Who, who was it? Oh, uh, Cynthia Hurley. Oh. Cynthia Hurley. She had wine? Yeah, French. They they were French. Now I think they've like diversified since then. Oh, okay. I, I think they do like some Spain and stuff like that. So well, I, yeah, we were in Boston at the same time, but at the time I was I was doing mostly sales. Um and so but I worked for like who did I work for? I worked for Hangtime Wholesale for almost two years. Uh through my pregnancy actually. Jeff Slavin, amazing man. I learned a lot from him. Um, then I went on to work for Yankee Distribution when things started, mm -hmm. didn't work out for me and Jeff. And um, I was with Yankee for about a year, but they've since dissolved, I believe. And I think Bruce, the guy who owned it, Bruce McCamus, ended up going to, um, I think he owns a wine shop somewhere in Northampton now. So he's oh. kind of in the wine business, but he's just not distributing. It's a hard business to be in. Yeah. Small in Massachusetts, where 50% of the market share is owned by one company. So yeah um, and then i uh went on to work for humboldt imports for a small time and they were an importer distributor wow. and i started doing some hiring with them in the beginning and sort of building blocks brought in a few products and uh just didn't work out i was commuting for two years from maine to boston once luca was small i moved up here so that was that was tough and after a while i was finally like you know what i threw my hands in the air and said i'd had it you know i can't do this anymore so, um, but what was I going to say, you know, the Boston landscape is so interesting. I have so many wine contacts there. And it's funny because when I look at my stats for like the group I have on LinkedIn or Vine Time TV or, or they see stats for the podcast, 80% of the people who listen to me listen to me in Boston. So, you know, cheers for Boston. I know, I know. Right. It's all about the Red Sox. And so um, your business is consultancy. And do you have a website? Not right now. I'm kind of like, you know, like I, there's a lot that's in flux right now in terms right. of like, you know, taking the summer off, figuring out my next moves and things like that. So, um, but you know, I'm, I'm reachable at kiss my glass wine at Gmail. So, um, you have Instagram as well, right? Yes. Yes. And so. that is the same. That is the same. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little more, I mean, I, I tried to put as much many, pictures of things in glasses as possible but you know sometimes baby goat pictures end up in there too so right there you go we love baby goats well i have to tell you i met this winemaker by chance naturally it was the way my life evolved <laughs> named david and he has a pet goat named lolo and <laughs> we're oh. going to see them next week that's so exciting uh, um, it's a little so, that's awesome yeah you know are you have you had a chance to travel around a bit or um to like you mean to wine areas and yeah. stuff like that um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've done a couple of the, the funny thing is, is that I don't like to pursue the places that everybody else goes like, oh, you know, like there's always like that, that girl's trip to Napa and stuff like that. And I haven't, you know, really done that. Like I've been to, you know, like, like weird places like the Texas Hill Country and Charlottesville, Virginia, and like the Hudson Valley, like, yeah. you know, because like, I, 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 I like the I like the grapes, like, I, I just, 
I don't want to say it's a fetish, but I've got like a thing for like the unknown grapes because, right. you know, I think, you know, there's a reason why, I mean, there, there's economic necessity why you have to like grow Chardonnay, but you know, if you're right. going to grow something weird, you know, and I'm not necessarily making the, the distinction between Vitis vinifera and Vitis labrusca, but like, you know, it, it when you like, it's funny because I brought, um, after I went to Charlottesville, I brought a bottle of their Cab Franc to, there was a blind tasting group that I was in. And these were, you know, people that you probably would know. And everybody was like, I don't know what that is. And it was like the hit of the night because I was like, it's from Virginia. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, and so, well, hey, you know what? You know, I go wherever grapes are going. I should. I was going to say that you should actually come to Maine because we have a bunch of wineries up here. I yeah. I there was. I did. Uh, well, it's funny because you were talking about the the Portland to Boston commute. I was doing the Boston to Portland and then the Boston to Brunswick commute because I was seeing a guy up there for like two and a half years. Right. Um, so we, you know, we spent some time up in Camden, and there's. I know that there's a lot of wineries up there. That That's where there's a whole like microclimate up there, and so. Yeah. There's Savage Oaks and Cellar Door. Savage Oaks, yeah, that's where we went. Uh, I actually did a video with uh, Oyster River Wine Growers. And okay. the guy there was pretty cool. He bought a farm and a bunch of land, and he's been producing some uh, French-American hybrids. So there's French-American hybrids that are being grown here so they can withstand the frost. And there's also Minnesota hybrids like Frontenac uh, that are being produced up here in Falmouth and also up mid-coast. And uh, yeah, so we have this thing called the Maine Wine Trails, which is very cool. And people yes. can go onto it and it gives you the list of all the wineries in Maine. Um, but there are, there are wineries in, in Massachusetts as well. You have a couple. You, you have know. a couple, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I think most of those are, the, the grapes are brought in. Oh, are they? No, Truro, they grow grapes. Truro, they do, right. But not. I, I believe a couple other of them are. Those Port Rivers, they believe they grow their own grapes. Yeah, too. so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I had... Um, van potts on here a couple of weeks ago and he used to work for them uh okay. but he doesn't anymore he does he does consultancy like you but his he, he has a company that does consultancy and so um so you are involved in the music business as well i wouldn't say business <laughs> but um no so I, i'm in a band actually okay. so, so. And so what kind of band are you in we are a feminist punk band, which we, our special brand of it, we call menopause metal because we are <laughs> all over a certain age and- I love know, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're, you know, it's- um, you know, about your ovaries. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, we don't have many left in the band because of various things, but- um, right. Yeah, no, so, so you know, we're very political, um, you know, um, to- uh, like I'm the um, token cisgender heterosexual girl in the band. So we're very, you know, we sing a lot about lady parts and we sing a lot about, you know, the political situation and things like that. So, yeah, but we, we have a lot of fun doing it. You know, we try to, you know, use a lot of swear words in the songs and things like that. Right. And where do you yeah. play? We play, we, well, um, this weekend, which was the end of September, ends the annual porch fest high season so we do a lot of um are you doing porch fest? you're not doing porch fest up here though no we, we would if we you know if we got invited if we knew there were porch fest. Uh, no um i would love to play maine um we yeah so we, we do a lot of porch fest around here we've played a couple of the smaller boston clubs like the midway um once 
in Somerville, Massachusetts, which was a very great scene, which fell victim to the pandemic. Um, we've played the jungle in Somerville, which is, you know, very community centered kind of place too. So, um, yeah, but it's you know hard because some of our band members have families, you know, everybody's got jobs and things like that. So, you know, we're just, you know, putting our music up on Spotify and making our 35 cents every year. And the name of the band you know. again? Oh, it's oh, the name of the band is called Girl Skull. Girl Skull. Okay. So yes. people can find it on, on Spotify. Yes, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple music. We're on YouTube music. You know, it's such a conversation. I was listening to a podcast last night about um, menopause. You know, and this woman who wrote a book about it, who was a doctor, who had gone through all this, and it's really such a horrible time for women. So, you know, yes, we all go through it. So, you know, for all of us, you know, women over fifty, that's what happens. You know, um, and so what? What do you think you're going to do next for the wine business? Or what do you? What do you? What is your next move? Well, yeah, it's there. There's you know, writing is my first talent, so probably something like that. You know, like um, I used to have a blog back in the day. I may like resurrect that. Um, and then, as I said, the, this idea of like you know a tarot deck and wine is kind of compelling to me. So right. it's not it's not an original idea. I've seen it done before, but most places, most ways I've seen it executed, they just focus on the 21 major or 22 major arcana cards and i would do the whole deck wow it was like 70 something so cards so yeah all the suit cards and stuff like that yeah and so um well that's cool i mean you know it's great winters i'm always looking for a winter project i'm like oh i'm gonna do that when it's winter time yes and i can't do myself how to edit on davinci resolve and start doing my own editing because i'm gonna drive me crazy you know that's everything so I have all these little projects that I squirrel away and I wait for winter to come. So when we're kind of stuck in the house. You, know, I, you got so much energy. Because, I mean, you have kids, so, you know. I have two boys that live with me. Yeah. And then Luca is 10 going on 11. And he's just wonderful. So Caleb is wonderful. Caleb lived in Dublin and just came in and is living with us now. So both of my boys are wonderful. I'm very lucky. But yeah, we're busy. You know, we, we keep going. That's all we do. You know, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm doing some um, virtual wine tastings. So I have one scheduled for the 18th of um, October, oh. if you know anybody who's interested. Okay. Virtual lobster and wine tasting. And I'm a, I'm a Boisset ambassador. So I have, I'm, I've decided to work with um, JC's Wines, which is great. Mm -hmm. And uh, I picked out three of his wines and those would be shipped to people, including the one pound of lobster meat and you build your own lobster roll kit for $320. And all the details. Lobster roll or cold lobster roll? It's cold. It's cold, fresh meat picked lobster meat. Because I'm from Connecticut originally, so frozen oh, yeah. hot with the butter. That's that's everybody. The yeah, well, we do that up here too. We give the people the the option of putting hot butter on it. I think that everybody seems to like that idea. What I do is I put mayonnaise on it and then I dip it in the butter. I'm like, if I'm gonna have a lobster roll, I'm gonna have you it. Know, the way I, like it. <laughs> I mean, the the the, the 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 caloric value of the lobster is pretty negligible anyway, so. Right, exactly. So you may as well get some good fat in there. So um, I ask all of my guests this, and I'll ask you, what do you love? What do I love? Ooh. Um, Wine-wise or anything? Um, in no particular order. I mean, a good guitar riff, film noir, um, a really good bike ride um really good sunset 
kiss on the back of the neck. Um, I don't know. My you, I got my Zoom camera on, so you see, I love my books. Yeah, um, big yes. glass of wine. Yeah. yeah, big glass of wine. Yeah, like Grenache or Riesling. Those would be my my go tos. Go tos. Yep. My two go tos. Um, and Viognier, but or Arnais as well. Like if Arnais, I like Arnais. Yeah. I do. Yeah, and it's you know it's just one of those. It's hard to find anything that's Arnais or any Arnais in me. I mean, we have a couple of them, very many. Yeah. Every, I, I tend to gear towards, I mean, I, I'd say Syrah is my favorite grape, which it is, but Agnana goes a close second, and I, I just love Italian wine. So. Yeah. Uh, so where's your favorite region in Italy? Uh, well, it's, I mean, I, I don't know. I have to say Campania, really. Okay. Because the wines from Campania are so distinct and different from many other wines in the world. Yes. Greco and Viano and Falangina and, you know, I, you know. Terrassi and it's just it goes on and on and on it's it just the wines are just so dynamic and the red wines like the Anglianico ages so well that you can have a 20 year old bottle of you know Master Beard you know Terrassi and it, it you open it up and it's perfect you know because it's just really strong acidity and tannins that you know slowly age and they're just beautiful wines um so I like wines from there and I like wines from southern Italy I like some Primitivos and now I'm getting into Nero Mascalese, which is yes, yeah, from Mama, from Mount Etna, and we'll be there next week. So, so but, jealous. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like Italy. And where your where's your family from? Um, so my grandfather, my 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 grandmother's family was from Sicily. I don't know which. Oh wow. Particular, but you know, I'm a big fan of Ocho Pinti. Um, and then um, my grandfather was his village, uh, half hour south of Rome, called Anani. Um, it's a 13th century medieval walled city. I guess all the popes used to come from there. Um, weirdly enough, you know, Alto Adige and up there is, those are my favorite regions. <laughs> I like the cold. Um, so. And so um, I'm going to ask you for a song if you have one. Yeah. Um, does the song have to have a theme or like a. Not so. It's just your song. And we play, we played at the end of the episode. My song. Um, Liz Fair, six foot one. All right. So here it goes. Thank you so much, Melanie DiCarlos. And yeah. we can find you on Instagram at, at kiss my glass. Correct. Kiss my glass wine. Okay. Kiss my glass wine. Okay. Thank you so much. Here's Thank your song. You. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.